Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain, and we are delighted that you've decided to join us again uh, for our continuing Types of Christ series. We, uh, we're currently, uh, we plan to finish up the book of Ruth's last episode, uh, but we need to apologize for a technical glitch, evidently. We, uh, we got our recording time ended eight minutes earlier than what we had planned on for some reason. Uh, we don't know the uh, reason for that glitch, but it did happen. And so you only got a partial podcast uh, last episode. So we, we're apologetic, and we want to provide you uh, the conclusion to our Types of Christ series with Boaz as a type of Christ uh, in our first half hour. And then we would ask you to stay tuned during our second half hour because we've got, oh, something a little special planned. Yes, we think you'll enjoy it. And with that being said, uh, I'm going to pass the mic over to Pastor Chamberlain and Pastor uh Get us, get us up to speed on Boaz as a type of Christ. All right. Uh, turn in your Bibles to the book of Ruth. Four chapters and filled with great lessons. And since we didn't get to finish um, our last podcast, um, which we had intended to do, and this might be your first time as a listener, I'm going to do a real quick review of the book of Ruth. The main characters, of course, are um, Naomi and Ruth and Orpah, Naomi's husband, Elimelech, and their two sons, Melon and Kilion. And the book begins with, in, it says that it came to pass uh, when the days of judges ruled, now remember there was no king in Israel yet, but they were in the period of judges. And uh, the certain man named uh, of Bethlehem went to sojourn in the country of Moab and his wife and two sons. Now Moab was one of the illegitimate sons of Lot uh, as, as who committed incest with his daughters. So they went into land of Moab because uh, they knew that uh, it was uh, uh, that they were not having a famine, and um, they lived in in Moab for a short time. And Elimelech, the uh, Naomi's husband, died. Uh, but after they had given birth to two sons, uh, and uh, the two sons and Naomi lived on, um, Melon and Kilion, then. Um, took wives of the children of Moab, and the two wives were Ruth and Orpah. And they stayed in, after this, they stayed in Moab for 10 years. And during that time, Moab, uh, Mo, uh, excuse me, um, Naomi's sons, Malon and Kilian, died and left Ruth and Orpah as widows. 
And Naomi decided, because she had heard that there was a, a, some good harvest going on back in Israel, in particularly Bethlehem, their hometown, and, and they decided to return. And the, da the daughters-in-law said, we want to go with you. And she urged them to stay back in, uh, in Moab because she said, I, I'm barren. I can't have children anymore. I can't have a husband anymore. I'm aged. And I can't do that. And and you'll be taken care of by your families here. And Orpah kissed Ruth and as sort of as a thank you gesture. Yeah. And she stayed. But Ruth said, "I'm going with you." She says, "Because she says I'm I'm going to go with you. And where where you live, I'll live. And and uh, your people shall be my people. And your God will be my God." That's right. What a wonderful woman this yeah. Ruth was, and she stayed with. Naomi and they came back into the land and the people were surprised is this Naomi and here she is she came all right now she didn't have any land because she and Elimelech sold the land before they went into Moab and they would only get the land back if there was a person to redeem the inheritance if there was a kinsman that was able to do it and it had to be a near kinsman yeah. to do it now, that's where Boaz comes in. Now, Boaz uh, was a rather wealthy uh, farmer, yeah. and uh, his his harvests were, were really good. And Naomi said, because the Jews had a law where poor people could go and glean in the fields of those landowners. And so uh, the landowners left their the corners of their field uh, uh, unharvested so that the poor people could come and, and get some grain. Uh, out of the harvest, and a great Jewish law. And Boaz saw Ruth, and wow. Um, now, I'm going to make a, a long story short here because I want to finish this episode within the first <laughs> half hour. But anyway, so so Naomi noticed and, and uh, found out that Ruth had been gleaning in Boaz's field. Now, Boaz was a near kinsman to Naomi and Elimelech. Right. Uh, and uh, and uh, Boaz noticed her. And and he said, uh, he said, listen, uh, workers, uh, I don't want you to lay a hand on this woman. I'm protecting her. And, uh, and he said, and in addition to that, uh, when we're harvesting the sheaves, mm -hmm. now the sheaves were those things that carried the grain. Mm -hmm. And then the sheaves had to be beaten, and yeah. and so the grain would fall off, and you could pick it up. Yeah. And so when they harvested the sheaves, Boaz uh, instructed his men to leave some handfuls of purpose, handfuls of purpose, so that Ruth wouldn't have to go into the corners and pick the grain herself, and and take part in the gleanings. And he, and she went into the place, into the field. When they when they harvested, they slept in the field, and Boaz was asleep, had a, had a blanket over him or a veil over him, and uh, and uh, Naomi instructed Ruth, you go, and you go, and you lay at his feet. And she did. She pulled the, the veil back from his feet, and she laid at his feet. Isn't it interesting? After Jesus was raised from the dead, the apostles saw him, and, and the first thing they did was they ran and held him by the feet, by the feet. and worshipped him. 
So you can see how Boaz is beginning to be a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right. So anyway, we're going to make a, 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 a long story a little bit shorter. Boaz fell madly in love with Ruth and she with him, quite frankly. And because what a great man this Boaz was. And so um, uh, let's go back to uh, chapter 2, verse 11. Um, and it says, Boaz answered Ruth and said unto her, It fully hath been showed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband. And thou hast left thy father and thy mother in the land of the nativity and art come unto a people which thou knewest not heretofore. So he says, I, I know your history. And this was a great thing to do. And he said, and the Lord recompense thy work and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel under whose wings thou art come to trust. So he knew that she was a believer because of her great testimony. Then she said, let me find favor in thy sight, my Lord, for thou hast comforted me and for that thou hast spoken friendly unto thine handmaid, though I be not like unto one of the thine handmaidens. And what she was saying was, I'm, uh, I'm not a Jew. I'm a Moabitess. Now, the book of Deuteronomy, and we read this the last time, said that, uh, that no Ammonite or Moabite could enter into the congregation of Israel Unto right. the 10th generation. Right. That means nobody from Moab or Ammon could be, uh, could be a real Jew mm -hmm. and hold an office uh, in, in Israel. In this case, it would be uh, a judge. But in a latter case, it'll be a king. And we shall see that. And so she wanted to remind him of that. Um, let's fast forward. So she went and she gleaned in the field and and uh, Boaz um, shook some seeds off of the, off of the sheaves into her into her veil, and she carried it back to Naomi. And it was six, it was six. Well, we what we would say is maybe six bushels in our in our parlance. And uh, so that Naomi said unto Ruth, her daughter-in-law, "It is good, my daughter, that thou go out with." his maidens, and that they meet thee not in any other field. So she said, Ruth, this thing is real. Yeah. And I see where it's going. Mm. Don't you dare glean in anybody else's field. Right. You stay in Boaz's field. And so she kept fast by the maidens of Boaz to glean unto the end of the barley harvest and the wheat harvest uh, and, and dwelt with her mother-in-law. So, um, well, as I already have said, she 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 had gotten uh, some grain, some handfuls of purpose from Boaz. Now Boaz um, uh, knew uh, the law of the kinsman redeemer, and she and he knew that she could never uh, that she could never uh, come into the congregation of Israel until the tenth generation, unless she was redeemed. Oh, the word redeemed means to buy back. Wow, he was going to buy her back from Moab mm -hmm. and all of the Moabite gods and all the Moabite traditions and take her to his own. And so we begin chapter four to continue. Then went Boaz up to the gate 
And he sat. Now, the gate was the place where all the legal transactions were made or all of the deeds were signed and and assigned uh, to to owners. Uh, And he and he came down to the gate. uh, And the kinsman of Boaz, uh, of whom Boaz spake, came by unto whom he said, "Ho, such a one, turn aside, sit down here. And he turned aside and he sat down. He said, I want to talk to you. And he took 10 men of the elders of the city and, and said, sit ye down here. And they sat down. He said, I want you to witness this now. And he said unto the kinsman, Naomi, uh, that is come again out of the country of Moab, selleth a parcel of land, which was our brother Elimelech's. She sold it. It's not, doesn't belong to her. However, in the year of Jubilee, it would return to her. But this was not the year, year of Jubilee yet. Right. And he said, I thought to advertise thee, saying, buy it before the inhabitants and before the elders of my people. If thou wilt redeem it, redeem it. But if thou wilt not redeem it, then tell me that I may know, for there is none to redeem it besides thee, and I am after thee. And he said, I will redeem it. Bum, 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 bum. (laughs) And the plot thickens. Then said Boab, what day thou buyest the field of the hand of Naomi, thou must buy it also of Ruth the Moabitess, the wife of the dead, to raise up the name of the dead upon the inheritance. And the kinsman said, oh boy, Ruth, I, I didn't know that. He said, and he said that. And the kinsman said, I cannot redeem it for myself, lest I mar my own inheritance. Now, it might be a little selfish, and maybe not. Uh, that's not for me to determine. But all I can tell you is the Bible said, he can't, I can't redeem it. He, and so he said to Boaz, redeem thou my right to thyself, for I cannot redeem it. <laughs> now, that nearest of kinsmen, the type of Israel, yeah. who would not follow Christ. Yep. And... And so Boaz now is becoming more and more a type of Christ because he's determined to redeem this plot of land for Naomi and for Ruth. Now, in chapter 4, verse 7 says, Now this was the manner in former time in Israel concerning redeeming and concerning changing for to conform all things, uh, all things, a man plucked off his shoe and gave it to his neighbor. And this was a testimony in Israel. And you'll find this law in the, uh, in the Old Testament. And uh, you'll see it in Deuteronomy, uh, especially. And that was how you redeem something. You took your shoe off and then you spit in the guy's face. Now, now, that wasn't an insult. No. It was a testimony to, okay, here's what I've done, and here's what I'm going to do, and uh, and uh, are you going to stop me? This is probably your second chance. Um, and, uh, and therefore, the kinsman said unto Boaz, buy it for thee. So he drew off his shoe, and Boaz said unto the elders and unto all the people, Ye are witnesses this day 
that I have bought all that was Elimelech's and all that was Kilion's and Malon's of the hand of Naomi. Do you know that the New Testament says of believers you bought with a price? <laughs> now, that price was the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ who bare our sins in his own body on the tree. The one who became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. He was the one who purchased Curtis and me and my lovely wife seated next to me. Jesus was the one who bought us. Mm -hmm. He sought us and he bought us. And that's what Boaz did. He sought after Ruth and he bought Ruth. That's right. As well as Naomi and the field that belonged to Elimelech. And wait a minute. The 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 human uh testimonial of, of that particular transaction was the taking off of a shoe. Uh and it, that that was a testimony that the redemption had actually taken place. I would suggest that maybe baptism is the New Testament church's testimonial yeah. to your salvation. You, you told to, to be baptized after being saved, mm-hmm. not that it gives you salvation, you're already saved, but you, you do it as a testimony, mm-hmm. as a profession of your faith. Yeah. Uh, I think that particular Old Testament ceremony is a picture of New Testament baptism. I, I don't even think it. it certainly is. Um, and if you had let me, I would have gotten to that. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I know it. I couldn't help it. Isn't this fun? It is. Folks, it is. It is. I, I wish the rest of you could, could sit with us here at this table and enjoy the Bible study <laughs> with family like I do and like Kurt does and like, uh, like my lovely wife Sharon does. What would I do without you? Okay, verse 10, chapter 4. Moreover, Ruth the Moabites, the wife of Malon, uh, I have I purchased to be my wife and to raise up the name of the dead upon his inheritance, that the name of the dead be not cut off from among his brethren and from the gate of his place. Ye are witnesses this day, because did Boaz know that he was one of the progenitors? of the line of David the king? It sounds a lot like it. It does, doesn't it? Because who were the inheritors? We don't know that for a fact, but it it sure does sound a lot like he... We'll see later on in this chapter, towards the end of the book, that that the inheritors were a list of... Well, I'm not going to say it yet. Yeah, okay. Okay, okay. So (laughs) we'll say it when we get there. Um, And he said, and all the people that were in the gate and the elders said, we are witnesses. Do you know, fellow believers, that there are people who are unsaved who are watching you this very day to see what your testimony is? Better believe that. We'd like it to be as good as Boaz's. We'd like ours, Mm. our testimony, to be as good as Boaz's. Therefore, when we go out into the world... We need to behave like believers of the one who bought us because we belong to him. That's right. 
I can't understand how believers can sing, now I belong to Jesus, that wonderful hymn, and then go out and live like the devil. Now, I'm hoeing down somebody's row, but um, uh, I have to hoe down my row first. So understand that. And he said, we're the witnesses. And the Lord make the woman that is come into thine house like Rachel and Leah. Why Rachel and Leah? Because they were the ones who gave birth to the 12 patriarchs of Israel. They were the wives and handmaiden of Jacob. Okay. And they, 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 uh, they are like Rachel and Leah, which two did build the house of Israel. And do thou worthily in Ephratah, and be famous in Bethlehem. And who was born in Bethlehem? Oh, we all know that. Yes, we sung, O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. And this is where Jesus Christ, my Savior, our Savior, and of whom Boaz is a type, was born. Boaz was a Bethlehemite. And so Boaz took Ruth, and she was his wife. And when he went into her, uh, understand, that's the Bible way of saying they had a sexual relationship. They consummated the marriage. They consummated the marriage. And the Lord gave her conception, and she bare a son, which son she could never have born. Remember Malon and Kilion and Ruth and Orpah were married for 10 years and no children. And so Ruth then becomes a type of the Virgin Mary, doesn't she? Oh, I would say so. Look at the typology here, folks. It's It's amazing. And we find it in the Old Testament. From, From Genesis 1 to Revelation 22, this book is all about Jesus Christ and what he did for us. It really is. Okay. So she bare a son. And the women said unto Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, which hath not left thee this day without a kinsman. Who's going to be the kinsman? (laughs) We're going to see in just a moment. That his name may be famous in Israel. And he shall be unto thee a restorer of thy life and a nourisher of thine old age. For the rest of your life, this child that you bore will be a nourisher of your life, and he will be, um, and, and, and it says, it goes on to say, for thy daughter-in-law, which loveth thee, which is better to thee than seven sons hath borne him. And Naomi took the child, and laid it in her bosom and became nurse unto it. Again, Naomi was a type of Israel. And the woman and the women, her neighbors, gave it a name, saying, There is a son born to Naomi, and they called his name Obed. Now we've got just a few more minutes left of this session. And I know I'm going to get it all in here, Curtis. Okay. And and this is where this 10 generation stuff comes into play. Sure does. Now, I'm going to read through these 10 generations. 
keep track with us. Yeah. By the way, read the generations of Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll find it interesting. <laughs> yes, you will. Uh, and we'll talk about it if I have time at the end of this. And the woman, okay, say they said they called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. Now, these are the generations of fairies. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's count them. Okay. Fairies. Begat Hezron. Yeah. Hezron begat Ram. Yeah. Ram begat Aminadab. Yeah. Abinadab begat Nashan. Uh-huh. Nashan begat Salmon. Uh-huh. And Salmon begat Boaz. Oh, yeah. That's number seven. God's number of completion. Wow. So Obed is likened to God in the flesh <laughs> simply because of the number of, in the generational uh, from, from Ruth and Boaz. From excuse me, from um, anyway, from fairies right up into Boaz. Right, and then it says Boaz begat Obed, and Obed begat Jesse. Jesse begat. That's number nine, and Jesse begat David. That's That's generation number ten. And what was David in Israel? Well. Other than the king, he was the first legal king chosen by God of Israel. Now, Saul predated David, but he was chosen by men, and so he doesn't enter into this thing. Now, remember, an Ammonite or Mennonite shall not enter into the congregation unto Moabite and an Ammonite, excuse me, what I say, Mennonite. Oh, no, no. (laughs) excuse me, my Mennonite friends, and I have some. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> so an Ammonite nor a Moabite yes. can enter into the congregation into the tenth generation. Right. Isn't the Bible wonderful? Absolutely. And who was the first king of Israel? The God chosen king? The tenth David. from fairies. Yeah. David. Yeah. And he came from the seventh. Who was Boaz? That's right. So that made Boaz the great grandfather yep. of Jesse yep. and and David. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that? Now I'm gonna I'm gonna take you and and by the way, that's why Boaz is a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've talked to you in many ways about this and this testimony, his love for uh, for the for a Gentile, uh, his redemption of a Gentile. Uh, and and then uh, and then his co- contribution uh, to the genealogies leading up into Jesus Christ. Now, there, if you look to Matthew chapter one, and we'll close with this one, Curtis. Okay. And I think we'll be done with this episode. Yep. In Matthew chapter one, we see the genealogy, the genealogies of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going to read them as quickly as I can. And I want to point something out to you. Uh, you ready? Yeah, two and a half minutes. Two and a half minutes. All right, then, then I will, I will cut this short. Okay. In this genealogy, from, um, let me, let me, 
I was in Matthew chapter 2. I don't want to be there. From from Matthew, in Matthew chapter 1, the genealogy uh, from Jesus to, or from, excuse me, from Abraham, the first Jew, right. from Abraham, the first Jew, unto Jesus Christ. That's right. And we see that, uh, and I'm going to not read it all, but Judas begat fairies and Zerah of Tamar. Let's fast forward in verse 5. And Solomon begat Boaz of Rahab. She Rahab was a harlot. Rahab was a harlot of fame. And Boaz begat Obed of Ruth, a Moabitess. And Obed begat Jesse. Jesse begat David the king. And David the king begat Solomon of her that had been the wife of Uriah. And that's Bathsheba. One minute. So there were four women named here up to, up to now. And all of them were of questionable character and genealogy. Rahab the harlot, Bathsheba, um, Tamar, and, and Ruth. 45 seconds left. The fifth one. Now, the fifth five is the number of grace. And the fifth one in the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the fifth woman, is Mary, Mary. the virgin, right. of whom Ruth is a type. And therefore, um, since Obed purchased Ruth, Ruth then becomes a type of the church of Jesus Christ. 15 seconds. We're done. <laughs> now you've seen this wonderful picture of redemption. You need to be redeemed. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house.